Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. We are very excited to be here today, uh, the 8th of February, 2024. And I point that day out for a very important reason. It is the day of the Nevada caucus. And uh, the Nevada caucus is a very big deal today. Uh, I think it's an important thing. We all know what's going to happen. I mean, Trump's going to win this huge amount. It's going to be the 2024 Trump rally Nevada caucus. But uh, yeah, we, we have to look at this. And one of the things that's wonderful is we just saw Nikki Haley lose to nobody <laughs> by a two to one margin or three to three to one margin. Uh, I mean, it's just absolutely embarrassment. But this is a really important thing. And it's an important thing for us to understand. And we're going to talk about the Nevada caucus, but we're going to talk about Trump 2024, right? Trump 2024 and the Republican Party and how critical, critical it is that what's happening now uh, expand, right? So now I get a lot of people that ask me about, you know, Trump and the vaccines and Trump and the, you know, why hasn't Trump spoke about the vaccines? Listen, Trump has a lot of fights to fight right now. Uh, We've got a lot of word out on the vaccines. If you were Trump and you've gotten to this point and everybody knows that the vaccines are a disaster and everything else, do you really need to pick a big fight with Big Pharma when you've already got a fight with the CIA, the GOP, the Democrats, and everybody else? I think, uh, I don't know for sure. You know, I'm not an insider. But I've had some people indicate to me that Donald Trump is looking into this and, that, you know, there may be some uh, some real investigations if he's, uh, if he's successful in his presidential run. I can't say for sure. You know, I mean, like I said, I'm not an insider. But there's been some indications to me that, that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be able to get some vindication if he's there. We'll see. I guess we'll find out. You know, he hasn't said anything. But that said, obviously, I'm supporting Donald Trump. And why am I supporting Donald Well, because, uh, we, because we have Mitch McConnell out there working to send $60 billion more billion to uh, defend the Ukrainian border while leaving our border wide open. Why did I support Donald Trump? Because Mitch McConnell sucks ass. Because we don't have another option. We have a lunatic, Joe Biden, who's a traitorous, treasonous monster, bribery Biden. And we've got, you know, the Mitch McConnell ring. We need Trump to come in and clean the house. So let's look at what's going on, right? So we've got the the Nevada caucus. We've got all these things. Trump is going to be the guy. There's no question about that. But... Meanwhile, look what's happening. Nikki Haley is still running. Why is Nikki Haley still running? I mean, she has no chance in hell. What's going on? Why is Rona Romney McDaniels talking about, uh, you know, I'm going to step down, and then puts out a letter that says, I'm not going to step down? And uh, why is it that the, the left wing is talking about coups at the ballot box and they're pushing the, the military to undermine Trump if he, uh, if he, if he wins and all these different things? What's going on here? Well, let me pose to the pose this. I think we're in the midst of a civil war, and I think it has to happen. I don't mean a, a kinetic civil war. Nobody's shooting at each other, or nobody wants that. But the GOP is having a civil war, 
And the reason the GOP is having a civil war is because Donald Trump has an America first agenda. He wants to shut the borders. He wants to fix the economy. He wants to end wars. He wants to do all the things, all the things that his base, and frankly, most Americans want to see done, he, he stands for. These things run directly in the face of the desires of the Uniparty, the Uniparty being the Democrats and the Republicans who sold out to the Democrats. So you've got all of these people that are working together to undermine Donald Trump, who is really, I mean, he's a manifestation of the intent of the American people. He's a populist. They call him a populist, right? Um, this is an important thing. So Trump's a populist. What does that mean? It means that he's running on popular platforms. The people like him. They like what he's doing. He's appealing to a broad base of people. You know, kind of the thing that you would normally want to do if you were an elected official where there was real elections. So this makes sense, right? You know, Trump is running, uh, and he's he's actually trying to represent the interests of the people that are here. America first. God forbid. By the way, I don't I don't want to digress here too much, but. Uh, uh, we got producer Frankie or uh, producer Andrea and short stack, uh, Frankie herself here. Um, ladies, I have a question for you. If you were going to run for political office and if, I don't know, most of the country support an issue, you know, kind of like they do with shutting down the borders or something like that. Uh, if you were, would, would you, uh, then as a candidate think that your best approach is to say to the country, hey, you're idiots, we're going to open the borders more? Or would you say that we, you know, maybe you listen to the people who are supposed to vote for you? Are they listening to the people who are supposed to vote for them? Or do they not care about we the people and they're listening to the people who pay them? Look at where they get their money. I mean, if they, if it, it walks and quacks like a duck. What is it? I mean, these guys vote Democrat. They act Democrat. I mean, we were just speaking last night about this, about how if you were to just look at Nikki Haley's social media posts and the way she speaks, you would think that she's a Democrat. No. Why does she speak that way and talk that I mean, these guys are getting paid to destroy our party. And like you said, we have to call them out. But they, my answer to that is they just don't care about we the people. And this is my point. And this is why I love you ladies, because uh, you almost read my mind. So this is what's going on. We have a bunch of uh, Republicans that have sold out. They don't care. They don't care. I mean, the Republican base wants the border shut. The Republican base doesn't want to spend money or be involved with Ukraine. The Republican base doesn't want to be in a war in the Middle East. The Republican base wants our economy fixed. They want to drill for oil. They want to become energy independent. They don't want the de-dollarization of the planet. The Republican base is the Republican base, but the Republicans are working 100% against the base. So let's look at how this is happening. And I want you to bear with me because I'm going to go through some things here, but we're going to, we're going to tie this all together, right? So let me start out with this. Okay, so we've got this uh, this wonderful article over here. Uh, why is the left suddenly talking about a coup at the ballot box? This is an interesting article, right? And, and this is critical because this goes to what I think is occurring here. The, the, the intent to undermine Donald Trump if he wins and to do everything they can to prevent him from winning. So what's going on right now, and the way that I read this, is so there's this protest that goes on, and uh, you know they're doing all these different things. And 
yeah, the, you've got the Stop the Coup website. And they say, the GOP plans to install a day one dictator and dismantle our democracy, right? So this is a absolute mess. And uh, the thing that you've got to ask yourself is, is uh, you know, what's going on here? Well, they're, they're talking about GOP and this and another. Well, you got to understand, it's not the GOP because uh, Mitch McConnell and a bunch of these GOPers are never Trump. They are 100% never Trump. That's never going to change, right? So these guys are over here. You've got all this stuff going on, but they're time, they're pushing this, right? And Stop the Coup is, uh, and I like this. This is from Breitbart. Stop the Coup is a coalition. is only one part of a vast, well-funded network of radical far-left organizations. Titular head of the leftist network is a group named Indivisible, which is backed by Soros, Reed Hoffman, as well as other donors, such as San Francisco mortgage billionaire Herbert Sandler, New York real estate, Patrick Bauman. So we've got these, these bad guys that are, you know, all billionaires naturally, funding anti-American causes and anti-American everything. And what's, what's not here, though, is what we found in Missouri, right? What they're not talking about here is what's occurring in Missouri and around the country. You know, in Missouri, we found, we found how it is that they're manipulating a lot of the Republicans, you know, they're taking guys like Rowden O'Leary and they're, they're threatening to, to primary them with well-funded candidates and have Democrats cross the lines to vote against them. Uh, they're threatening uh, all sorts of things. And if you fall, line, fall in line, they'll allow you to gain power. If you don't fall in line, they're going to. So the Democrats are interfering with the Republican side of things in a big way. And they're doing so, so effectively that the Republican Party is essentially impotent. They're just they're there in name only. They're, they're just a show. Now, there are some places where you have very, very, very red districts where Republicans are still actually Republicans and where Democrats cannot influence because even if they try and buy influence, there's just nothing they can do in some of these districts. So this is why you have this happening, right? When we look at this, this what's essentially a civil war in the Republican Party, what's occurring is that you've got a bunch of Republicans who have sold out. They're, they're controlled by Democrat interests, controlled by this, controlled by that. And then you have a bunch of other Republicans who are in super red districts, and it doesn't matter what the Democrats do. They can't convince them to do anything because their district's so red they can't buy them off. But the closer districts are where you're seeing Republicans that are really acting like rhinos. This has been a very effective uh, tactic that the left has been using for quite some time. And, you know, we're on to them now. And so you've got these, these groups. But even with all that occurring, right now there is so much support for Donald Trump that the left is now attempting to figure out how they're going to make sure that he's impotent if he's president. And this is why I spent so much time talking about if Donald Trump wins He's got to get rid of the CIA. He's got to start all over. He's got to push these guys. He's got to fire people. He's got to, essentially, the entire bureaucracy needs to go. Our entire intelligence community, uh, DOD, CIA, uh, DHS, all these guys, there just needs to be a mass firing or he's going to be done. But he's also got to look out for the GOP because the GOP is crooked and they will allow, they will vote with Democrats to undermine Trump. They don't care what they have to do to undermine Trump. They will do it. So what they're now doing is they're, they're pushing. Do you guys remember 2016? 
Donald Trump comes in, he's got a Republican House, a Republican Senate, and his priority is to roll back Obamacare. Why couldn't, why couldn't Donald Trump with a Republican House and a Republican Senate roll back Obamacare? Because the Republicans didn't want him to. Because the uniparty rhinos did not want Donald Trump to be able to roll back Obamacare. They wanted him, they wanted it in place. And by the way, we now know that without Obamacare, there was no COVID, right? I can go through in great detail how that works, but there's no COVID without Obamacare. So uh, the, the, this GOP split is really a big deal, and, and they're really going to leverage that once the Trumpster gets in. And there, it looks like the left is starting to recognize that, that Trump is going to be there. And I, Bo, you know, I see Bo coming, Russia, 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 Russiagate, right? Russiagate was one of this. But again, what I've talked about when I talk about the real insurance policy, the real insurance policy against Trump wasn't Russiagate. It was that they controlled the, uh, the, the intel apparatus, the DOD, CIA, all these guys, they were controlled. They, they fired these guys. So these guys have been working against Donald Trump and against the country for quite some time. Um, so we've got all that. Now, while this is happening, we see, we see another headline. And uh, it's, it says, uh, Ronald McDaniel denies she's uh, stepping down as RNC. Okay, so there's these reports, right, about... Uh, Corona, uh, Romney McDaniels, and I don't know why they don't include the Romney on this because everybody should. Uh, she said she had, you know, reports that she'd agreed to step down. That's wonderful. We want her to be gone as far as humanly possible from anything Republican because she's a sellout crook. I've never seen anyone who is a bigger loser than Rona Romney McDaniels. She literally, I mean, she is losing in the most right ready environment on the planet. Why? Because she won't let the Republicans be right. Okay. There is absolutely nothing. She just won't. She refuses. She will not listen to the Republican base. She will not support what the base wants. And so in a country where everybody's pissed at Obama or yeah, well, Obama or Biden, um, we're still seeing losses on the Republican side because Republicans won't oppose them because of losers like Rona Romney. Uh, so, yeah, we look at this, and she, you know, it's it's put out there that she's going to step, agreeing to step down, and she says, wait, 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 no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, All right? So, what's going on here? What's going on here? Well, here you have this. According to Charlie Kirk, uh, inside source tells me this is the RNC's attempt to slow things down because they've lost control of the process, i.e., who replaces Rona. Who will be the next co-chair, etc.? I've heard the same thing. All right, the RNC is in a panic because the RNC is controlled. You guys all want, you know, a lot of a lot of people listen to me. A lot of my friends, a lot of people in the movement, they talk about controlled opposition. You want controlled opposition? Take a good look at the RNC, right? Take a good look at Mitch McConnell, the Mitch McConnell wing of the Republican Party. That's controlled opposition, right? These guys are 100% controlled, 100%. But the problem is, is MAGA is so strong right now. Trump is so, so popular right now that they, they've lost control. They're panicked. They're panicked because if the Uniparty breaks down, we'll retake this country. And that's the point here, right? 
That's the point. We need this civil war in the Republican Party. We need to have this fight. We need to expel these Rona freaking losers from the party. We've got to have this, uh, this, this kind of cleansing, right? I've talked about a litmus test. Are you, do you support Trump and America first? Do you support health freedom? Do you su- and informed consent? Do you support southern border being locked down? And do you support uh, eliminated election fraud? If you don't, you're not a Republican. You need to be gone. Well, Rona doesn't like any of those. So this is what's going on. So you've got this. It, it just it looks like there's a bit of a civil war occurring here, right? It looks like there's a fight. Now let's go down to this headline. This is our opportunity. Top GOP senators gain McConnell's ouster after the botched border deal. All right. So McConnell is the biggest sellout piece of crap on the planet. But McConnell is very smart, and he controls the Republican Party in the Senate with an iron fist. He is a brutal, manipulative monster. He looks like a turtle, but he is an evil bastard, in my opinion. Um. I think he is one of the most corrupt, awful people in the U.S. Senate, which is phenomenal. That is a phenomenal thing to say, because when you talk about corruption and evil, well, the U.S. Senate's the home of a lot of it. Uh, but you, McConnell might just be the winner. And I say that in light, even though I know the you know what the Democrats do. But I say that because, to me, it's far worse to pretend you're a Republican and stab the Republicans in the back than it is to just openly hate America. The the Democrats openly hate America, but I don't think the Democrats hate America any more than Mitch McConnell does. It's just he lies about it. They don't. So what we're seeing here is Mitch McConnell pushes a stupid border deal with this douchebag leftist from Oklahoma. What's his name? Lankfer? Uh, uh, That's in here. But anyways... Uh, the this senator from Oklahoma, who's just he's just a, a spineless wuss. I mean, he is a sellout piece of garbage. Come on, Oklahoma, I got a lot of good friends. Oh, Clay Clark is in Oklahoma. I mean, for God's sakes, we got so many good people. What the hell are you doing in Oklahoma? You guys need to do some rhino hunting. Is what you need to do. Anyways, oh, so these guys put this border deal together. The border deal basically says we're going to give amnesty to uh, to all these people. We're going to essentially open the door for everything. I mean, this was a straight up leftist dream. They were going to give sixty billion to Ukraine because God knows protecting our border uh, is not all that important, but protecting Ukraine's is. Uh, and it's just insanity. This was literally the worst thing ever, and it was so bad. That even with uh, you know McConnell trying to pull the strings, he he couldn't get this done right because Americans are just too pissed off. It's too much right now, and so this thing fall, falls down. And I love this. One of the things that that I really want to point out is this quote. Right, um, I've heard privately Democratic clou- colleagues tell me your leadership was so desperate to make a deal that it made us less willing to negotiate. Okay, so they're talking about. Um, McConnell, there was no deal. There was no negotiation, right? McConnell and the rhino wing of the party 
we're told, let's figure out what we can do to push the Democrat agenda as far as possible and still look like we're saving face with our voters. That's what this was, right? So you got J.D. Vance, who's talking about this, and that's a big deal. Ron Johnson, you know, I mean, he's speaking out. We've got you know, Ted Cruz. We've got a bunch of big names who are now speaking out about booting McConnell's ass out of the Republican leadership. It can't happen soon enough, okay? I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're pro-Trump and you back McConnell, you're not pro-Trump because that's just, you're a liar, okay? You cannot be pro-Trump and pro-McConnell. I don't care what anybody says. Now, I will. I do want to point out one other thing, and I'm. I, this makes me fussy, okay? I love the Donald, but uh, why does Donald, uh, Donald Trump refer to Rona Romney McDaniels as his friend? And in the uh, in in this story, uh, you know, the, there's a bunch of conversation, there's a bunch of quotes in here, and uh, one of the things that that uh, you see in here is Trump refers to his friend Rona. Why would you ever call her a friend? She is a backstabbing piece of crap. One of the th- I love Donald Trump. I really wish he would take a harder line on these backstabbing rhinos. I really sincerely do. These guys are not on his side. They're never going to be on his side. And uh, I think he's awake to that, though. When I see the chaos that's occurring right now, I see, you know, Rona stepping down, then not stepping down. I see McConnell under fire. I think we have a civil war in the Republican Party going on right now. And I think it's important. My guess is, is that the Donald is pulling some strings. My guess is there's a lot of people pulling some strings. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I want to do whatever I can to contribute to that civil war effort. We have got to, we have got to purge the rhinos across the country. If you are a rhino uh, sellout piece of crap, you need to be gone from the Republican Party. And it's just that simple. So yeah, like I said, I think we have a civil war occurring in the Republican Party. I think it's necessary. If we don't have this, we're going to have a situation where the Donald uh, ends up in serious trouble, even if he does win. So it's time to go. By the way, support us on TomRens.com, the America Out Loud Network, Tom Renz Show. Uh, support, we're getting ready to launch a Spotify show, so get ready to watch us there. Uh, you know, we're at Rumble. Help us share this. Help us get the word out on this. We have got to come together on this rhino hunting mission. I really need us to come together on the rhino hunting. And this comes down to individuals. This is the one spot that we, the people, can truly make a difference is in rhino hunting. If we, the people, are uh, coming together to rhino hunt, that's going to be a very big deal, right? Uh, we can we can really make hay with this. And I, I want to just suggest to you all that share, share, share. Share this show, share what we're doing, click share, click reshare, click post, get this stuff out there. Uh, Check out our website. Our new book is out. Uh, We got our new book out. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, And I want to thank, I just want to thank everybody that's involved. New book is out, COVID fight. Uh, We got the the COVID fight uh, and why it matters in other essays. And uh, it's on Amazon. It's on a bunch of different places. Check it out and, uh, you know, help us get that out there. Uh, this one's actually got some personal stuff in it. It's got some interesting things. I'll be, it's a little bit longer than the other 404 books. 
Um, so I'd be interested to see what y'all think about it. Um, looking for some feedback on it here. But uh, you can find it at Barnes & Noble, uh, Amazon. It's all over the place. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill, it's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. George Washington once encouraged us to animate and encourage each other and show the whole world that a free man contending for liberty on his own ground is superior to any slavish mercenary on earth. That's exactly what we do, as you'll see when you visit AmericaOutloud.news. Now is our time. My fellow Americans, America Outlaw Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. All right. Can I say something really quick on the rhino hunting? Oh, um, so it's really interesting to think of our party again. There's, there's like we t- we talk about these like segments within our own party now, and I always go like this doesn't happen on the other side. Democrats are lockstep with one another, but in our party we go oh there's the establishment candidate, there's the MAGA candidate, there's all these different like variations and colors and degrees of being a Republican, yeah. and we 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 have this huge rhino problem. What's interesting about Rona. And McConnell is no one, no one who's real, a real Republican likes him. They actually despise him. And the news this week about McConnell and Rona possibly, you know, leaving, finally getting the boot that they deserve. And then, yeah, there was like what you just did. There was literal celebration across 
all the GOP, you know, um, committees that I work with, I had people messaging me, celebrating. I mean, that's when you know you have a huge problem when the leadership is getting toppled and everyone's excited about it. There's no one. I mean, I would be curious to see how many people are writing to their, you know, to their chair, their local, you know, GOP chair and saying, I'm really concerned about Rona leaving because she's a really good leader. Like, I think yeah. we really need to retain her. Same with McConnell. How many real Republicans are reaching out to their Republican leadership and GOP going, you know, McConnell's done great for our party. And I think we're over, you know, we're overlooking. We really need to be supporting him better. Yeah. No one who's in our party likes these people. We all yeah. think they're slimy, awful pieces of crap. No. So again, we the people are getting cast aside by all this corruption. We see it. We have to harness it. Like you said, now's the time. We have to fight back. That's right. Nobody wants to hear. No one's like, oh, I no love one. Who says I love McConnell? You Even know, I would... candidates that get endorsed by McConnell, they yeah. call go, Andrea, what should I do with this endorsement? Because I don't want it. No yeah. candidate wants to be endorsed by him because it's a double edged sword because everyone hates him. Well, yeah. it's double-edged sword. Everyone hates the man. You don't even want his endorsement. No, no. Well, and if you go down to Kentucky, I mean, I've been to Kentucky quite a few times. Every time I go down there, I'm like, you know, come on guys, what the hell are you doing? They're like, we all hate McConnell. Yeah. Why the hell is he there then? Get rid of him. Exactly. For God's sakes, make the world a better place. Eliminate this bastard. Um, You know, but this is what's going, this is what's happening. Yeah. So ladies and uh, I got my ladies here. This is important. So both producer Andrea and uh, short stack Frankie Rodriguez are uh, who, by the way, um, let's just be real clear. It's part of our DEI initiative here on the Tom Wren show. Um, we asked Frankie to identify as an illegal alien, but she's not. And it's really bizarre because she's Brown. She, she told me that she identifies as Brown and, <laughs> Yet she won't. I, she won't. She won't be an illegal alien. I don't understand. I, I mean, I don't get this, right? I, I don't get this. Um, but we, we're just going to pretend that you're an illegal alien, Frankie, so that we can we can meet our DEI quota. Um, I've, I've, I've honestly been trying. I mean, I'm I'm really trying to gain access to all of these resources, and you know, I, I I would love I would love I would love to to get a few uh, hotel stays and mm-hmm. another. They're phone. giving out debit cards. Did you see that? In New York? I, yeah, they're yeah. just giving I out mean, credit cards now. It's, it's amazing. Well, I, I would love a piece mm-hmm. of that. You know. Well, in, the New York Brown. mayor told uh, told uh, told uh, who did he tell was it LL Cool J or I don't know one of the one of the guys. He, he's like, hey, let me explain to you how this is good, and we're saving money by giving them debit cards. <laughs> <laughs> what um, did they say? Fifty fifty-three million. I think is a number that I saw this morning or something like so, that. Frankie, but it's it's actually it's actually it's actually higher. The the last thing I know as of twenty three, uh, I think for the year of twenty three it was one hundred and eighty two billion. But I think it's actually closer to five hundred billion over the last few years. The the number is insane. It's it's insane. They're they're robbing the American well, people. And then I have I have family members that are using hospice, and I have some some. Um, vets that are friends of mine that have been using hospice, their families have called me and said, hospice is limiting our services. So hospice is limiting their services to vet, to, to dying, you know, veteran, veteran families that need the the support. And they've had, actually asked me, I had a phone call last night. Someone said, is this associated with the fact that like we're taking care of immigrants, illegal aliens coming over, but now my father's benefits have been cut. They said like they won't help them past six months, which 
and they're cutting all their services back. Again, I, I they wanted me to do a dive on what's going on, but uh, overwhelmingly Americans feel disgusted over how we're treating our vets and then we're prioritizing illegal aliens. And now they're getting debit cards to do whatever they want with. They can go to Starbucks. They're cutting so many different programs. They're they're cutting community programs. And I I think that's also what's helping shift the black community vote over because they're seeing that their communities are being hit hardest. They're, they're losing, they're losing access to their youth programs. They're losing access to places where they can go after school for sports, for, for further education. And these parents are seeing that they're already struggling in these communities and they're stealing their resources. They're using their locations to house all of these illegals. And they're seeing that they are now also being they're they're they're, they're last. They're last in the eyes of this Congress and they, they, they can't, they can't continue to support it. It's, it's hitting them. It's hitting them uh, at the worst levels. Well, it's a disaster. Um, but I mean, so let me ask you ladies, uh, we've got the, the, uh, the Missouri, or I'm sorry, the Nevada caucus today, which is really a funny word. Caucus. Uh, caucus. <laughs> uh, um, so we got the Missouri caucus today. <laughs> And uh, you just had your primary. Let's let's talk about this. What are you guys expecting to see at this Nevada call? I mean, do you think everybody's going to be real sad because of poor Nikki Haley's loss? Are you <laughs> hearing that uh, that uh, you know that people are going to be sad about that and they're concerned about Rona and they're concerned about Mitch? And uh, is this what we're hearing? I, I think I think they're devastated. I think they're devastated that we lost our our female candidate. Who's going to march into the office in heels? If Girl, our, our brown female candidate, our brown, our brown huge, female candidate, huge Hispanic population here in Nevada. <laughs> I think they are just absolutely destroyed They're at the so core. Sad. So, and, I mean, some, I, I wanted to make sure actually I wanted to make brown? sure that was like no, no. What, what was it like? I vote for no candidates because she lost to no. <laughs> she lost to no one. I mean. I mean, just the fact that that Nikki Haley understood so well how strongly we had her back that she didn't even need to participate in our caucus. I, the fact that she didn't even come to our state to speak to us, to rally with us. I mean, she said she, she doesn't knew. need Nevada. She knew. Yeah. yeah she, she, she obviously knew we had but her, her and her. So. She, what she does is she speaks out both sides of her mouth like all corrupt politicians and you can see that she's a puppet because of that. So they said originally her campaign said they didn't want to pay the, the fee to to participate in the caucus but then after they lost to nobody they no came out one. and said we just didn't <laughs> need it they, yeah. so they said we didn't want to pay for it then they said oh well we didn't need nevada we're not even going to go to nevada because we don't need y'all then yeah. her campaign manager said and guess what we are like raking in the money right now we have so much money our campaign's going to do great because we got all this money then you track the money and it's all from democrat evil monsters that are giving yeah. the money so it's like so what, what, which way is it, Nikki? You didn't want to pay the fee or you have so much money, you don't even know what to do with it. So like what, what's the answer? And it's, it's interesting. I, I, I wonder if this was like a, like a, a secret tactic. Maybe somebody is working in her campaign that either wasn't confident or realized what they were doing. But if you're only, if you're only entering the primary and you understand that the Nevada primary literally means nothing, it's just a waste of time. Was that, uh, uh, was that, was that incompetence because they didn't understand how the caucus worked in Nevada? Did they not, they, they did not appreciate the, the importance of this or were they well aware of it and thought, well, we, 
we're not going to put her on the caucus. Don't tell her because she's going to lose. <laughs> like, is this somebody we need on our side? Is well, this I, I love when a candidate that's running for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I love a, a candidate that's running to be president of the United States saying that they don't care about an entire state. An entire I, state. I, I, I think it's it really, really makes you feel good. This, yeah, well, think absolutely. of Trump. Think of Trump doing that. Trump works his butt off. He goes to all these, I mean, love him or hate him. The man's energy level is through the roof. The way he fights for his votes and gets in front of people. I mean, it's no joke. The The rallies that he puts on from state to state. I know in my state, I've seen him more than any other candidate. And mm -hmm. so, and I know a lot of people feel that way. Like there's always a rally going on somewhere. For I can't imagine Trump coming out and saying, I'm not going to go to your state because you don't count. Yeah. Well, I and, I, and I will say, oh, go ahead. I have a question, Frankie. Yeah. Um, as someone who is brown, <laughs> as someone who actually, so, and, and for those of you that don't know, Frankie's involved with a group called uh, Lexit. And uh, Lexit is Latinos exiting the Democrat Party, right? Great group. Uh, we had, we, we've talked with them, good people. I just really like these guys. Right. And, uh, these are like I said, you know, Latinos who've woke up to the fact that, you know, the, the Democrats hate them. Uh, I, I don't know, call me silly, but as a Brown person, uh, do you gotta, does it resonate with you? Does it make you feel warm and fuzzy when Nikki Haley walks around and tells everybody. It's one thing if I joke about the fact that I identify as a pregnant Ukrainian woman. It's another thing that to have this buffoon out there that actually means it. Like, I'm brown. What? No, you're not? Uh, how does that work? You think that's going to resonate with Latino voters? I mean, are y'all jumping up and down about that? <laughs> it's it's so it's so insulting. The, the, fact, the fact that the running joke online was when she announced that she was brown and how hard and difficult her childhood was because she was brown, every single person was thinking the exact same thing, asking, wait, wait, she's she's brown? I didn't even I didn't even know that she was brown. So it's no, like how brown. deep like how deep are you digging into your ancestry to try to find something to pull into? Like we we don't care where you're from. Being being Hispanic is tradition and culture. It has nothing to do with your location, where you were born. You could have been born literally in the middle of Ukraine, right? But if you come from a family of, let's say, Puerto Ricans or Colombians or Argentinians, you have that family culture, that 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 language and the values and the beliefs and in those family traditions. Your like culture Haley. does not change. Yeah, your culture doesn't change regardless of where you're from. So the she's fact that got a Hispanic trying, name, Nikki Haley, but that's not even her real name. What is her real name? That's, that's on her. It's it's like Nimrada, Nimrod something. I'm not sure. Really? But so she's really I think she's claiming she's claiming to be Indian. I'm not I'm not sure. So the fact that she's trying to state that she's brown, she clearly doesn't have any of these traditions, any of these cultures. You know, like if if you look at, at Tulsi Tulsi Gabbard, right? You can see that she has culture from from where she's from, and and she brings that with her. You can see, I mean, I hate to say even AOC. At least, at least she, you can see the heritage in her, in the way that she speaks, and 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 what she platforms on. But Nikki Haley's, I mean, she's she's Wonder Bread. How can you? How can you say that you are brown? What about you? Nimrata might be the worst anything. name I've ever heard. 
I mean, I don't blame her for wanting to change it. It's a, it's a terrible name. I go. I love, uh, I love when you, when you look up her nationality, it says American, and I'm like, thank you, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Which, all which right. also, which also, side note, very interesting. I was laughing this morning. You know, oh, South, Black, South Asian heritage. Oh God. Is that is that what it is? Okay. I don't know. So, so the White House obviously is is pandering to the Black community with with Black History Month, and I thought it was really funny that this morning they're posting you know black history month is american history month why all of a sudden is the black community why why are why are they now americans for the month of february because last time i checked they are americans 365 days of the year they are american i hate the fact that they're called african-american no you guys are american we are all Americans. We're all citizens. We're all living in this nation together. You are not just some little transplant that came from somewhere else because we all came from somewhere else. So I, I thought it was absolutely laughable that they're claiming, oh, the black communities now it's it's American history. Like all of it is American history. So we all she is together. Yeah, it's South. It's like she's saying South Asian heritage. And then they're saying that she's the first prominent woman of color to seek the Republican nomination. This is an older article. So I love nice. that. I love that term of color. Of color. I, uh, <laughs> I want to use this as a mechanism of transforming into uh, transitioning into a conversation about racism. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, we, we joke about this because it's fun to joke, but we actually do have real racists still out there. And it's odd because, uh, you know, the Democrats talk about how everybody's racist but them, but they're actually the bigots, right? And speaking of which, and this is what prompted this, right? So we've got this. Uh, black mayor says blacks are attacking her because she's a black woman in power. Okay. So this uh, this this clown, they start out with talking about uh, Fannie Willis and this others, but we've got this buffoon, uh, Dalton, Illinois mayor, Tiffany Haynard has stumbled. Um, so she says, uh, she says, you all should be ashamed of yourselves because you all black and you sitting here attacking a black woman in power. So this, <laughs> she says that there's a whole bunch of black people attacking her. Um, because she's a black woman in power. Uh, this was a response when questioned about using tax funds to pay for lavish tri uh, trips, first class tickets, a million dollar giveaway, and a $287,000 a year salary. So this crook is out there uh, screwing the people that she's supposed to be representing. And when they ask her what's going on, she says, you're attacking me because I'm a black woman, except for one thing. The people who were questioning her were black. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, there's some neat tweets in here, you know, talking about all this. Uh, but this is really, really, really crazy. And uh, it's absurd, right? And and I like this one. Don't hold me accountable for my actions because of my skin color. Isn't that racism? Isn't that racist? When we determine how to behave or how to act towards someone based on the color of their skin, isn't that the definition of racism? It seems to be. I mean, I don't know, folks. It's insane. So, so let me take you on to the next one, right? 
This is from Elon Musk. Elon posts this wonderful document from Disney, right? And uh, it, it's it's really it's a disastrous document. I don't know. I don't know how to tell you. It it literally is Disney telling people that if you're not black or this or white or the color of your skin, your sexual orientation, these are the things that Disney is using to determine whether you can get a job. And they've got, I mean, this is literally illegal. This is literally flying in the face of the law, the Civil Rights Act, all these different things. These guys are literally talking about, uh, you know, basing your ability to to work for Disney on uh, to be on you know color of your skin things like this is absolutely the definition of racism right so i mean what else would it be right i mean i mean if racism is the color of skin so musk puts this out and musk had put out another tweet a while back and he's, he he said what has become of america and this is libs of tiktok they put up uh you know uh, Columbus, George Washington, Jefferson, uh, you know, being smashed. No one's being called, uh, you know, doing anything about it. They don't care that our, our monuments are being destroyed. And so I posted in response to this. And I, uh, you know, I said, hey, this is exactly what America should expect when you teach hate and the racism in the classroom. Every time a CRT type course teaches a young person that we should look first the color person's skin, they're teaching hate. Professors and teachers are directly contradicting Martin Luther King when he said a man should be judged by the content of his character rather than the color of his skin. Now, the, the Think of that. These racists are actually teaching the opposite of what the most profound civil rights leader in the modern era taught, and yet we refuse to recognize them as the bigots they are. So anyways, I posted this in response to Elon, and you can imagine uh, the feed exploded. Uh, the feed exploded in a pretty substantial way. And uh, there was all sorts of nonsense going on. And uh, it turned into one heck of a back and forth. I got a huge boot out of this whole thing, right? Um, this was actually a really funny thread. And, you know, we had some, some of this was really shockingly stupid. I, I mean, some of these things were just absolutely shocking. Um, th this guy who has, you know, naturally the Ukrainian flag, is uh is uh you know making comments and I said says the person with Ukrainian flag in your profile I suppose you support the Nazis and the Azov Battalion too, um, but I'm bringing this up for a reason right so I had fun with this Twitter stuff I had fun doing this but I'm bringing it up for a reason. Um, first of all, the racism is is egregious and unacceptable. Second of all. Uh, apparently I wasn't supposed to fight back. I, I had some, I had some, some guy call me whitey. So I had all sorts of things coming back. And apparently I'm supposed to stand aside. Well, these bigoted racists make all sorts of comments based on the color of my skin, which is the definition of racism. And I'm supposed to just shy away or back down because, Oh no, they're, they're mad at me. Piss on that. Piss on that. So we doubled down over and over again. I had a lot of fun with that, that thread. But this is what we're seeing in America. Outright racism. Outright racism. And uh, we've talked about this a lot. And yet uh, we're making headway 
feeling like we can talk about it amongst ourselves a little bit on the Patriot side of the world, but we're still not talking about racism broadly. And when we do, we have this nonsense. These trolls want to come out and they want to call you names and this and that and other. And folks, we've got to do something with this stuff. We've got to do something with this stuff on a pretty profound level. Um, this is what's this is part of what they're doing. This is part of the division tactics. And uh, let me draw a parallel here. So when you look at the racism that's occurring, why do they do this? Right? They, they divide America into racial groups and they try and get them to hate each other based on the color of your skin. The white guy kept me down. Uh, you know, I don't like this guy because of this color. I don't like that guy because of that color. It's all based on the color of your skin. It's all racist. This is kind of what's happening in the Republican Party. So you've got the, as Andrea and Frankie were talking about, you've got the mega wing of the Republican Party. You've got the libertarian wing. You have the mainstream the rhino wing. You have all these different things. Why do we have so many different pieces and parts of the Republican Party? Same reason that we have so much division being created in the United States. If we can get get each other to fight with each other, we're weaker, right? Our enemies want us to fight each other rather than to fight together because if they do, we're weaker. It's just, just some observations I've had. Okay, so ladies... I want to ask you real quick. Uh, you both, because I, I, I don't want to break, I don't want to uh, you know, break any fourth wall here or anything. But I actually talked to the ladies before the show, and uh, y'all had indicated to me that most of what you're you're hearing from the people who are going to go to the caucus tonight is they're all getting their Trump gear out and getting ready to go, and it's going to look like a Trump rally. I want to hear a little bit about that because you know what we we heard about Nikki Haley losing. But we're not going to hear too much about Trump winning unless we report it. What do you guys? What are you guys hearing about? What are you guys expecting to see today at the caucus locations? Yep, well, I want to. I want to hear about the caucuses. <laughs> I mean, we. What's fun is it seems like it's going to be kind of celebratory. A lot of people are really, really excited. I mean, there's there's a lot of people who've been nervous. I mean, honestly, with um, my involvement with the GOP, my phone has just been on fire for weeks. Ever since the ballots were dropped, people started calling me and saying, oh, my gosh, first it was, why isn't Trump on my ballot? Why isn't Trump on my ballot? Then, you know, we had to explain what the caucus was. And then, um, you know, a lot of people, I even had a message like yesterday, oh, well, I don't, I'm not supposed to go to the caucus and vote for Trump, right? And this is someone who's actually a Trump supporter. They're very confused. And even though that made me frustrated on a lot of levels, I kind of sat back and said, you know what, the engagement is something to be celebratory over. Because what's happening is obviously people who weren't involved in the political landscape at all are are now wanting to be involved. They want to be educated. They want to know what's going on. And they're really concerned for their state. Um, Again, we're a battle battleground state. Um, Clark County's just like Maricopa County, one of those corrupt counties that's under a spotlight over um, election fraud. And, you know, if they can steal, if they can steal our country with only, I think it was what, six counties, seven counties nationwide and Clark County being one of them. Um, I'm, I'm proud of people in my state for getting involved, for caring. I'm excited to see what the turnout's like today. But to be honest, the people that are going are dressing up. <laughs> They're throwing parties and it's like they can't wait to see each other. 
So it'll be really fun to see the pictures and everything coming out from these caucuses. Because last night, Frankie and I joked that it's going to be like Trump tailgaters. I mean, I, I wouldn't oh, yeah. be shocked to see like Trump, um, you know, caravans going down the road today and flags everywhere. Because in our state, you can you 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 can feel the revolution. You can you, you, it, it's like the the excitement's palpable, which is really fun. I mean, it was it was it was like that. It was like that for the rally when he came here uh, a week and a half ago or so, I think it was, two yeah. weeks ago. And, um, I mean, you just saw the trucks, the flags, everyone. It seemed like everyone down here in Clark County was excited and rooting for him and excited that he was coming into the city to to speak to everybody. There were thousands of people that were outside that couldn't get in. So I, I think I think today is more of a, a victory get-together mm-hmm. and and just seeing your, your fellow, fellow Americans and, and making friends and, and having a good a time victory. being there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and a lot of people have, I mean, I've, I've seen some people in the chat today talk, you know, that they're not a big Trump fan, but I mean, at the end of the day, like we've said that the other side is in lockstep, they get behind their guys, their guys follow their orders, you know, to a T we have this civil war. Now we have this corruption on the inside and we really have to be honest as Americans. I mean, like I said, we have our, our establishment candidates and we have our MAGA candidates and Trump's MAGA. I mean, at the end of the day, he's fighting for freedom. That's his platform. His platform is literally America first. So I, I just urge all Americans. Not sure to how you oppose focused. that. Yeah, I, I need to <laughs> stay focused. He might not be your perfect candidate and you might be worried. We're all worried. Like Tom has been saying from the get go, we don't like that he hasn't been able to come out and say, hey, Fauci and Burks lied to me and they're crooks and I'm never going to do that again. And I regret being involved with Operation Warp Speed. He hasn't been able to say that. It would be nice if he could. We don't think he's perfect. He's human. Yep. But I really urge all Americans to fight for the candidate that cares about our constitution, who that puts America first and is America first values. There's no one else but Trump who does that better right now. You, know, no. you just gotta be exactly. honest with yourself on that. And of, of all the of all the conversations that I've had, I mean, we, we spoke about this last night. They, they want us divided. They don't want the left speaking to the right because if we start having these conversations, we realize how much more we actually have in common than how many differences we have. You know, they, yeah. they, they may have a certain strategy for how they wanna achieve things, but in the end, we're all human. We all want to be heard. We all want to have our families. We all want to be loved. We all want to succeed. And it's vi- it's been so, so interesting having these conversations. I try to cross that line of being in the, in, in, in leftist mainstream media and, and going to events that are more for the left and just having conversations with these people and just listening, just listening to what they have to say and breaking down that barrier of, hey, we're actually not your enemy. We're actually on the same side. We have a common enemy, and that's the government against us, we the people. Mm-hmm. And just listening to what they say, every single one of them has said, you know, I'm actually very, very ashamed and embarrassed that I had voted for Biden because I feel like I was fooled. I feel like I was duped. I, I, I was lied to, and I don't want anyone to know that I, I am that gullible. And so now they're really taking everything much more seriously. They're they're even telling me, you know, I I don't necessarily like this about Trump. I don't like how he, mm-hmm. you know, communicates certain things. But I see now that what's more important is the policy. You know, I have to get past these other things because my life was better. My 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 job was was you know bringing in more income my kids lives were better under trump's term and everything has been falling apart since biden has gone into office and i I think i think that shift 
and have one having these conversations, but two, them just being open to actually seeing the truth now and being more involved has made such an amazing shift for all of us just as Americans, regardless of what side you're on. And I, and I think it's so important that we continue having these conversations because we are all under, we, we're all in the same nation. We're all in the same country mm-hmm. and we all need to be working together. And, and I want freedom for all. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's exactly. point. And, and I, I want everyone I think- to be successful. I yeah. think Bill Barr has the funny, the funny comedy sketch. He talks about COVID in a great way. And he says something or Bill Burr, he says, um, you know, what's funny about the Patriots is they're like, you know, uh, rah, rah, rah. You know, I love I love America. And then you say and then they say, oh, I don't want to get the vaccine. Oh, why do you want to get the vaccine? Because I don't trust the government. But here's here's <laughs> yeah. the point. And that and that whole that whole that joke. And I love it is look at what happens when you put the right candidates in place. I mean, the conservative America first candidates, they do what's right fiscally and they do what's right by the government. We want Trump to go in there to get the government control to go smaller. We want him to destroy the CIA and the FBI. We want a clean house. The government Mm -hmm. has gotten too big. So track the policies where your inflation rates go crazy and your government gets out of control, tyrannical. Make America first and patriotism does not want bigger government. We want less. Exactly. Well, and with that, I want to thank everybody for listening today. Please go to TomRens.com, share the Tom Renz Show. Take a look at this new book, Barnes & Noble. Of course, Amazon says it's out of stock. Um, this one's a little bit longer, 120 pages, a little bit little bit thicker. Uh, we got quite a bit more stuff in there. And yeah, I hope it'll be meaningful to you all. It's actually, there's some interesting things in there. But this is about fighting, and that's what it's about. So please check it out on Barnes & Noble. Um, uh, yep. There we go. There's other ones. Modern RNA, why it matters. CBDC is why they matter. Um, got to get this stuff going, guys. We got to get this stuff out there, get the word out there. Help us to share the show, Tom Ren Show, the America Out Loud Network. Um, just, yeah, help us fight. Help us get this thing moving. So uh, we appreciate everybody listening. We thank you. Please share, share our book, and we'll be back soon.